Hello everybody, this is Dan Woods of Early Adopter Research, and I'm sitting here with Dr. Alexander Jarash uh, of the Bio and Informatics and Data Management Department of the German Center for Diabetes Research. Uh, I just saw Dr. Jarash's uh, talk on how he has created a graph database to consolidate the information of all of the different 10 centers uh, of the Diabetes Research Institute that contains data from over 400 researchers. Um, the main goal of the, the research center is to prevent diabetes uh, and to find uh, uh, other ways of uh, treating it as well. Um, his talk was called How to, to Fight Diabetes with Graphs. And um, what's very interesting is that he, in effect, built a knowledge graph uh, of all of the different kinds of information uh, that were available, and then that allowed him to make it available to uh, the rest of the uh, researchers. Now, he's 18 months into doing this project, and he's learned quite a bit, and there's actually quite a bit more to do. So, what did you, uh, how did you get started, and why did you think a graph could actually help you? What was the, what was the graph nature of the problem? Um, the, um, uh, it was because uh, in biology everything is connected by itself. So genes are connected by proteins or to metabolites or um, different sorts of data like uh, when we have patients data, um, we have a relationship to the data of the patient and um, this is um, um, how we came to the graph. And uh, there was the startup Knowing Health, um, which is a startup from the Helmholtz Center in Munich. And they built a Neo4j graph database um, uh, connecting different uh, gene entities to transcript to proteins. And um, I had a look on this technique and I was overwhelmed how easy um, to understand graph technology is, how easy it is to implement, um, how easy it is to build data models and to visualize it. So this was the main reason why uh, we, um, I wouldn't say changed to graphs, but I would rather say um, build a knowledge graph on top of the relational databases that we have in our different locations. Now, how many databases are involved in your knowledge graph? Uh, well, that's a tricky question because uh, it's an ongoing project. Um, I would say we have at least um, 50 different databases um, in, in the different locations. Um, on top of that, we have hundreds of thousands of Excel sheets, um, which is not a real database, but it's a data source. Um, we have um, thousands of questionnaires um, being a database in the end, and um, we have, um, I would say, <coughs> around 30 databases that manage uh, biosamples. So this, this use case of having lots and lots of relational data, lots and lots of unstructured data, lots and lots of sort of informal data like Excel spreadsheets you mentioned, is something that in companies all over the world people have. How did you actually get started so that you could get like uh, a handle on all the data that you have and then bring it together? Because I imagine that you could, just as you could create a mess of a data warehouse or a data lake, you can probably create a mess of a knowledge graph as well. Exactly, and this is what we want to do. Um, one of the um, starting criteria was um, to answer a biomedical question um, uh, between different locations, between different disciplines. And um, 
we had a use case, or we have actually three use cases that we are currently um, uh, working on. And um, these use cases uh, deal with um, sorts of, um, <clears throat> let's say we bring all the data together that we measured on uh, liver samples, so fatty liver, or uh, it's basically it's a, a non-alcoholic fatty liver, because this is related to diabetes uh, disease. and. Um, we are gathering all these informations from the different researchers and bring them uh, into a new data model uh, to build a knowledge graph. And so how did you design that knowledge graph, that data model, so that it actually was useful for your use cases? Um, the data model, uh, in general, we, um, we generate um, according to the question, to the biomedical questions of the researchers. Uh, because. Uh, the main goal is uh, not to build yet another database, but to answer a biological question. And um, so we have the question, and uh, we look for the data, and according to this question, we, we model the different entities or the different nodes, and what makes sense. And then there are some, uh, <laughs> let's say we have different designs if, if uh, specific data point or information is stored as a property or as a node or on a relationship uh, and this is what we um, um, realized is uh, by, by doing it doing it and just testing it is it um, uh, applicable or is it scalable is the performance still um, um, uh, um, satisfactory yes yeah, satisfactory yeah so now um when you set out, you, you had the uh, use cases, you then decided what the data model should look like based on the um, uh, questions that were going to be asked and who you were going to be serving, and then you had the question problem of getting the data into the, the graph database. Now, is the way that you do it that you copy all the data from the existing databases into the graph, or do you just access the data from the, the, the from Neo4j? Uh, both. So when we have spreadsheets or questionnaires or um, sometimes we also have just paper, um, we have to manually import that into Neo4j. Um, the other um, case would be that we have re relational database um, that we can access through an API or through another function. And so we can automatically either import the data or we can, um, um, say, on the run, access it when we want to have uh, like the, the number of samples in a biobank. And we want to have that updated every day or every month. So uh, we just call the function and then we get the result back. Got it. And so then now the, what I've found in my research is that uh, what creates demand for graphs is to have the people who are using the graphs to understand that now they can answer new questions. And so uh, you pointed out that there's many different access methods uh, uh, that you use. Uh, you use Cipher queries, mm -hmm. you use the graph aware, mm -hmm. you did an experiment with the graph aware technology. Yes. I'm not sure if you use any of the newer uh, Neo4j stuff like Bloom, uh, but uh, they're a they're, uh, uh, visualization engine. But uh, how do you actually go out into the field of the medical researchers and get that, teach them that they now can answer new questions that they couldn't answer before? Yeah, first of all, uh, I guess the, the, the critical thing is like communication. You go out and you talk to the people and you convince them that uh, it's not, it's not uh, an additional load of work, it's uh, that they benefit from it. 
and then we go through the different um, um, possibilities of, of accessing the graph, either by, by cipher queries, the more, the more um, how do you say, uh, uh, computational, um, sophisticated related. they yeah, are. The, the, the medical doctors are, the easier it is. Um, but there are also um, uh, medical doctors um, that, that um, do it visualized. And so sometimes the graph is very small or their, their data set is very small and so it's easy to, to do the visualized version. Um, also we have some, some prototypes with Bloom um, so that we um, define human-like questions and to, um, to write that in, in Bloom so that they can um, easily access it by, by asking these human-like questions. And um, uh, yeah, for some for some cases, it's it's not that easy, and um, you have to uh, do many iterations uh, in order to answer the question. Have you um, uh, written any applications that you know make it simple to ask us a, a commonly asked question? Um, for the time being, not. Um, it wasn't uh, necessary. Um, so you could just have a query that you would reuse exactly. over and over. Exactly, and. Um, in most cases, uh, for the prototypes, when we when we start a new project or a new use case, um, I try to, to import or to, to model the system and uh, to ask myself the question: How would I um, query the data as a as a scientist? And um, from this point, I define cipher queries already. I store that. Um, and then I go to the to the researchers, and then we sit together and talk about it, and you know that's like an ongoing thing. Now, what has been the effect of having this information available? Uh, what do you mean by effect? Uh, what what? How have the doctors benefited? Um, the doctors benefit uh, mainly um, because um, our organization has roughly four hundred researchers, and there's tons of data uh, lying there, here and there. And um, you know, like everybody knows that some other researchers have some mice data or some data from some genes, but if you ask them in particular, so what is the data that you have or what did you measure, um, it is not so easy to answer this question. And this is where the benefit comes. You can ask these questions now, and it's very easy to query, and so they get their answer. Got this it. is the benefit. And, and so, has there been any uh, doctors that have reported to you that they've been able to do their research faster or found things they wouldn't have found otherwise? Or what are like the specific kind of events that have lead, led to, to, to good outcomes? Yeah, I showed one example where we link um, uh, genomic data from human with um, metabolomics data from our um, pre-diabetic pig animal model. and. Um, we asked the question if there's an overlap between um, these two organisms and if we can study uh, diabetes uh, or pre-diabetes effects uh, in our animal model. And um, for that we, we queried through genomics, transcriptomics and uh, proteomics data uh, and we got a little data set of, uh, we got a little uh, list of um, metabolites that are affected uh, in both organisms. And this is a set of metabolites that have been uh, that has to be um, investigated now, and it's an ongoing project. Got it. So, so you're essentially able to find a question that you wouldn't have been able to find otherwise. Exactly. Got it. And so, what advice would you have to other people, maybe outside of the medical realm, 
you know, if they had a similar scenario, which was, I've got a whole bunch of data of all different kinds, I've got a whole bunch of people that I know would like to use it in a superior way, you know, how can I, um, uh, uh, you know, help them? What, 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 would you, what would your advice be to other people trying to do this in their, or other, their organizations? First advice would be, uh, be open <coughs> for new technique especially uh, graph technology. Look at, the, uh, look at how easy the data modeling is. Look at how easy it is to query. And then uh, second advice is doing it. Just testing it, uh, testing if the application is, um, uh, is uh, valid for your, for your question. If not, you have to skip it. Uh, but at least you tried it. But uh, I realized that uh, almost every question or almost every use case uh, can be modeled via graph databases. Now you said that there are other large collections of information that you'd like to connect to with other research organizations. Yes. Have you started down that road or is that is that too, too difficult at this point? Um, uh, depends on the type of data. If you talk about patients data which is under special GDPR uh, regulations, so data security, um, um, then it's not so easy. Um, we try to, or we, we started, our, our medical doctors especially, um, we started already um, uh, collaborating with um, other disease areas because there's a link between diabetes and Alzheimer's and diabetes and cancer and uh, also cardiovascular um, effects. Uh, and as I said in my talk, um, uh, one third of all the heart attacks um, are because the people are diabetics. So we have to investigate different um, research areas and connect the data also from these areas. Excellent. And you said you hadn't used semantic standards uh, yet. Uh, is that something you're interested in or do you just haven't needed to use them? Uh, well, currently we, we were not, um, it wasn't necessary, uh, but I guess in the future we have to, we have to do some semantic uh, uh, stuff as well, yes. And why do you think that would be? Um, Well, it's a hard question. Um, I guess through semantics, you get another layer of data quality or of the, the uh, answering the question. Can I say it like this? Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think I understand what you mean. You're saying that that now you've connected a bunch of data sort of by hand, but you could now make connections that weren't necessarily made by hand, but were made because yes. it was all tagged the same yeah. way. Yeah. Got it. And you could find things, you could find more things that you didn't, more connections that you didn't see. Exactly. Got it. Well, Dr. Jarash, thank you so much for talking to me today. And uh, I appreciate that uh, you're sharing your knowledge about how to create a knowledge graph to fight diabetes. Yeah, thanks for the interview. Okay. Mm -hmm.